Hey, what's up? Hello, welcome to the fifth episode of the Gaming Saucecast. Today I'm joined by Todd Buffalino, Lazar Odick, and Jaeger Mitchell. Hello. So, they forgot about me. I said your name. Just slipped it right there in the middle. His new catchphrase, they forgot about me. <laughs> I was going to go with, I still don't have a catchphrase. I like your banana hammock one. Banana hammock? That was pretty good. Banana hammock, episode three. Lock it down. Put it in the wiki. <laughs> I don't have a shirt. All right, oh, so, Lazar, why don't you get us started with what you're playing, then? That's a good question. What am I playing? I don't know. You can tell us, though. Oh, uh, I started playing Guild Wars 2 again, because it went, like, free-to-play, even though I owned it. And I was like, oh, right, that game. I didn't like that game. I'll give it another shot. Turns out I like it. Yeah, I haven't been playing anything. I beat Until Dawn. I haven't touched Dishonored. I'm skipping Destiny. I did our mellow. What day is it? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's been... Yeah, I haven't really been playing anything. Honestly. And that comes from my editor-in-chief, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for watching. There's nothing, there's nothing to play. That's my problem. All right, so... um. Since you were on the podcast last week, why don't you tell us about Armello and your review and your thoughts on it? Armello is an interesting game where it's... So I called it complicated fun, mainly due to the fact that it has a lot of elements that seem to kind of contradict one another. And while, like, the game is a ton of fun and it's, like, super fun to play, some of the, like, game rules don't really make a lot of sense. Uh, the first one being, so, it's a, like, top-down, uh, hexagon-based board game, and um, it's turn-based, so there's four heroes, and you get a selection of two from each clan, which is, like, wolf, rabbit, rat, and I think bear, and they each have their own separate abilities and separate stats, um, and then when you start, you have action points, it's three... Three action points is by default, and then you can get more with cards, which is another thing. Cards, there's just a lot of aspects to this game that you have to like maintain in your head. And eventually, it all starts kind of blurring together, and you start like not realizing what to do. Um, so one of the main issues that I had is while you can see what your card does that you're playing, so say like you're equipping armor, so you're getting an extra dice when you're battling or um, you're putting down a trap, whenever the enemy places a card, it only tells you the name of the card, but it doesn't actually, like, give you a little glimpse of what it is. So unless you memorize every single card in the deck, there were times where, like, I was like, I'm going to attack this guy and just wreck him. And I'd attack when suddenly he'd have four defense, three extra dice, and I was like, what the fudge? Like, it's just out of nowhere. And he would just destroy me. There's multiple ways to win the game. One is to have the most prestige, which um, you can do quests that um, up your stats. And by finishing a quest, you get one prestige. And you lose one when you die, and then you gain one when you kill. Um, and so if you have the most by the end of, I think it's 16 turns is a game. Because there's a day-night cycle. And see now, see, see, just the more I'm talking about it, the more like mechanics I'm remembering. It's just complicated, but fun, but complicated, but fun. And it's always annoying when a game is like that. I'd recommend it, 
it's definitely worth the purchase, but like definitely go in a bit cautious and knowing like it's there's a lot to take in. Can you play with friends? Because it reminds me of a board game. I I tried playing online, and like I just could not. I don't know if no, like no one was playing or just the servers were down, but like I couldn't get a game, and there's no split screen option. I guess because of the card thing. I like I don't know why uh, the game would work perfect with four players the way it is. Like I, it really doesn't matter if you know the other person's like hand. Really, there's only a handful of cards that are like trap cards that you can play to screw someone over. But majority of the game you can totally play just you know next to someone on the couch. Any other games you've been into you want to talk about? No. Pretty much it. Just, yeah, I've I've been like low key. I've been sleeping a lot. I've been taking a lot of naps. Nice, the real game. The game That's the real fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, Jaeger, what have you been playing? I have to say, I haven't been playing much either, but I uh, picked up Diablo 3 again. And I don't actually... I haven't bought the latest expansion or whatever they're called. But I, I just want to pick it up, see if I still enjoyed it at all. And... I realize it's still a fun game. It's a lot of fun, but I just can't stand how repetitive it is. Like, the system of leveling once you max, like the Paragon and all that, I just find that so grinding and basically quit playing after, like, a day. So, I mean, that's all I played, and I didn't even find it that much fun. So, kill me, why don't you? So you haven't played Reaper of Souls? No, I haven't. Ah, it's so good. Yeah, Reaper of Souls completely turned that game around, I think. But yeah, oh, I heard so fun. people say that. But yeah, and the Crusader class and that expansion was super cool. Super overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, yeah. things you could, the abilities. There's one ability you can do where um, he throws like a hammer that circles around him, and then later you can level it up so it shocks people. Mm. So essentially, all you do is you spam that a bit. And then you have an ability where your basic attack gives you, like, the mana needed. And so all you do is basic attack and just swirl these, like, hammers. And, like, you just watch the health just drop. I beat yeah. so many bosses without even thinking. Like, I was just like, click, 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 square, 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 done. And that just has such looted appeal to me. Like, that would get bored within an hour. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I could keep that up for very long. I could see that. I yeah. mean, it's a good game, like, mechanically. And yeah. Especially, like, my first couple playthroughs. But... There just comes a point where I'm like, enough is enough. Enough is enough is enough. I can't go on. No, no, no. Yeah, this is definitely the Lazar singing episode. Yeah, I can't <laughs> let you go over 15 seconds, just so you know. Just can't let that. <laughs> hey, you that keep a... giving me the little phrases, and I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jaeger, is that it for you? Just Diablo? Checked it out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's really it for me. Sorry, I'm boring. Oh, Forza? As we wait. Uh, no, not yet. I'm going to pick it up in a bit. Yeah, we'll be hearing about that soon. Todd, what's up, dude? How's uh, how's Geralt of Riviera? Ah, oh, he's doing okay. He's doing okay. Uh, I'll tell him he said what's up. Uh, and then well, amongst my Witcher, and I've actually gotten into a lot of Gwent lately. The fact that game must have finally clicked with me because I'm playing it more and more. Uh, so that's entertaining. And then actually, I got into uh, a little GTA Five this week with um, getting. I'm trying to play that game. Entirely through first person because I played it on the on on last gen, and now I want to get into it, play it through first person to see, well, to see Los Santos better, I suppose. So 
that's been fun. And I've just, I just barely scratched the surface on that, so I've just gotten through the, the prologue or the uh, tutorial mission, basically. And so we'll uh, be jumping in here pretty quick. But it's been, you know, I'm ready to go back into that game for a little while, see what happens. That's cool you say that, happens, because uh, they just released a new update yesterday that um, has a new mode for lobbies. Um, basically, in GTA Online, people have gotten really tired of, like, the activities they've had. So Rockstar found a way where the 200 activities that you would be in a world where you would have to start a lobby, join a lobby, fill with people. They figured out a way where the people that are in a free realm lobby, you can just start those activities right away and just be playing with them. So basically what that, the way it works, the way I think about it, is kind of like a Mario Party setting where you can opt into playing a mini game and then it just starts. And the events are diverse enough to where it's like, a race in a certain car, you go to the area and then it teleports you into that car and you're all racing to like jet races and like all out war against cops to a mode where like one guy gets turned into a werewolf and you have to hunt him so he's not on your radar but everyone else is on his radar so he's running away from them. So something <laughs> something to check out if you hop into GTA yeah. Online. I, you know, maybe. I, 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 I want Rockstar to do story DLC. Because, you know, Battle of the Gay Tony, Battle of the Gay Tony and Lost in the Dam, and uh, the, I forget the Red Dead one they did, the, the zombies. But, you know, all that stuff was pretty cool, and I wish they would get more, you know, they seem to be stuck on GTA Online, and I want some damn story DLC for GTA 5. It's been out for ever. The hell. Yeah, it's funny you say that, too, because uh, when they released this update in their post for it, they um, talked about the story DLC, and they said there are no plans for it right now. Those bastards. They're pissed about the movie, so they said, hell no. They're too busy working on GTA 6. No, they're not working on GTA 6. We'll see that when right. the PS5 and Xbox 2 come out. I still think they're going to do a Liberty City expansion to GTA Online. Oh, that'd be cool. This is no, they should go back. They should go back to Vice City. I want to see Vice City too. Vice City is so awesome. Eighties. I era. want Bully Two or Red Dead Three. Max Payne Four. Let's get it done. Oh God. <laughs> Max 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 Payne needs to be killed. And Bye, Max. The last, the last one was not all that great. I just need my Red Dead Two or technically Three. Yeah. Third game, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> So yeah, that was it for you, GTA Five. Hopping back yep, in. Well, cool. no, one, no one's been gaming this week. Everyone's wow. been napping. Wow. I've been watching, I, I haven't been. I haven't been gaming because the wife has been hogging the controller a lot this week, <laughs> as she flips me the bird right now. So, so yeah. Well, this That's guy was gaming on. at 2 a.m. Pacific time, September 15th, on that Twitch.tv/gamingsaucetv bringing you that Destiny Taken King launch hype. And man, they they knocked it out of the park. Bungie, well done. Well done. Very similar to just what we were talking about, Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. They completely reinvented that game with Reaper of Souls, and Bungie's done it here with Taken King. Um, the story, there's a great metric someone found out where they measured out the time in that first story mission with cinematics and set pieces and stuff. There's more story in the first mission than the actual base game that launched. It's sad. It's sad, based on timing, based on cinematics and all that, but it's true. The first mission has more story than the base game, which I think would be really funny if they designed it purposely in that way, just to kind of blast you in the face. Because it's really awesome, too, how tons of people on Reddit were just like, 
there's too much story now. There's not enough gameplay. Like, what do you <laughs> want? Do you want gameplay? Do you want story? Because, like, the story for this, it'll take you around... It took me around three, four hours to beat the first, like, what is called the campaign, what you would base it as. But it kind of reminds me of, like, a movie setup because it's basically setting you up for these different storylines that you're going to continue through side quests and that you'll take on to the raid, which isn't out yet. It will launch on Friday. And the story kind of is a primer for that, which is really cool because once you're done with that story, you get these awesome cinematics. They're great quality. And then it shows the title. It shows Destiny Taken King to make you realize that the campaign is really an intro to this DLC. There's tons of side quests to do. Haven't even experienced 25% of them. Um, a lot to find. A lot of new weapons to get. But they basically re-brought um, re in the grind, I guess what you would say. Getting to the number of level 40, the max level, isn't really the number that everyone's getting to. It's your light again, but it's a lot easier to get gear. A lot more fun to get gear because it's based in perks. So the perks you want to build for your character is the armor you're going to get. And then if you get armor that you don't really want, you can grind that down into the gear you have and continue to level up that gear. So if you have your favorite gear that you've had, whether it's blue or purple, you can keep a blue and then run it all the way up to be more powerful than legendaries, which I like a lot. Because a lot of people in the base game liked a lot of perks on blue gear or the look of it, and they couldn't upgrade it. Well, now you have that opportunity. So I like it a lot. It gives you a lot of different builds. You can build for PvE or PvP, whichever is to your liking. Probably the best quests in this are the quests to get your new subclass. It's very similar to like how a Jedi builds their lightsaber in Star Wars, to where you get a lot of story context for your class, what it means to play that class, and then a really cool mission to where you um, earn your subclass. So super rewarding. And like the best thing they did for um, starting out is you get an exotic right when you start the game. You're walking around the tower. You find this green engram in the first mission, and it says someone painted this green. I wonder what it is. You go to decrypt it. It turns into an exotic. So right away, new players will get to have an exotic weapon. Um, as a returning player, which I really think that they rigged this with the way the loot rolled, which you can see on the live stream about like at the 28-minute mark, I got a Hawkmoon which was the hand cannon on PlayStation 4, which is now on Xbox, which was like the most desired weapon. Had a freaking brain aneurysm, melted my brain getting this. Because like, I was watching uh, Alfredo Diaz, who used to work for IGN, uh, on Twitch now, at, at the Alfredo Plays, you can check him out. I'm like looking over at his character, and he has a Hawkmoon. I'm like, how did you get a Hawkmoon already? Did you pay Bungie for that? And then I do that quest... I roll the Angram open, Hawkmoon, brains explodes. I'm walking around the tower, I'm just whispering to myself, Hawkmoon, 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 Hawkmoon. <laughs> How do I level this up? Sounds amazing. Um, it's really cool, too, because like the way that they change the perks, there's a perk in Hawkmoon that's in most hand cannons called Luck in the Chamber, where one round, as it rolls into the magazine, will do bonus damage. And so the Hawkmoon, it dings when you get that bullet in there. So as the bullet turns, it goes ding, you know you have your super-powered bullet, which you can... Use it in multiplayer so you know you're going to hit that guy right across the map, do bonus damage, probably kill him. Very cool what they did to change that weapon. That's pretty much it so far. I've... I'm glad you got your game after a year. I'm really glad. I'm happy for you. Uh, I would say I had a game, enjoyed it, and then they built on that game. I'm happy for you. You had a beta. You had a beta. You had a, a very long beta. I think, I think what I had was an idea, like I got a Kickstarter in early access, and then they finally gave me the game after a year. That's what yeah, I think of it enough. as. 
they they gave they gave me an early access game for a year. I played it for 780 hours, and they're like, "Hey, we finished our game. Here you go." And I'm like, "Cool, <laughs> thanks, man. Awesome." I was actually talking about uh, with this earlier with someone. Um, part of me wishes Bungie, you know, during their whole lawsuit, decided like, "Hey, guys, bad news. We're gonna delay the game for a full year. I know this sucks." Like, here's, like, a sneak peek. Like, here's, like, a little, like, beta that you can, like, see what we're working with. Um, but, like, unfortunately, due to, like, you know, legal issues and stuff, we have to delay the game to, you know, blah, blah, to make it perfect, you know, the whole, like, PR speech. Because it really, from what I've heard from various amounts of people, this is what a lot of people thought Destiny would be when it originally was, like, announced and concept and all that stuff, before all the, like, hubbub happened with legal and stuff. So with that, you know, as a day one customer who just, you know, got bored and got rid of Destiny, I feel a little ripped off, like, going back to it, especially the way they package this. Um, but I feel like if they launched this as, like, the game, just Destiny, and, like, had all this included and everything, like, it would have been a much better experience for everyone than what it ended up being. Uh, even though, like, you know, it's still played by millions. I'm sure they're making a whole lot of money on this. Um, but I don't know. I feel like they should have delayed this for a year and just been like, listen, legal stuff, sorry, like, we want to make this game perfect for you guys instead of, like, oh, here's, like, a half-ass game, be like, oh, yeah, legal stuff. But now, now that we have it a year to work on this, here's, like, the real Destiny game, and, like, here's the real thing that we thought of. So I don't know. Yeah, but like like I said, I think the same could be said of Diablo. Like, we just heard uh, Jaeger say how he went back to it, and it was kind of, like, the same repetitive and stuff, but I think Reaper Souls reinvented that game. I think if you, you also hear me say that I did not buy Reaper of Souls because I just felt so burned out, and I was like, well, they already took my money. I don't feel like giving them more. I don't care if they fixed it. I just don't feel like giving them more money. Yeah, and then there's, you know, the Destiny players right now that are playing Metal Gear Solid Five or any other game that they're interested in, too. Yeah. I think, I think there's definitely those people out there like that as far as Destiny goes. Um, I That's think, true. like, as far as this goes, people saying, could they have delayed it a year? I don't think so. Because I don't think they could have made this a year ago. I don't think that they knew how their six economies they launched with were going to fail, so they had to change that system. How their leveling system they had that they insisted upon, they had to change it because it didn't make sense to the normal player. I don't, and then like raid design and all that, we're going to see the new raid, how that's evolved from the two raids we've had. And I really think we're going to see evolution in that design too. I think they had to, they've innovated on the mistakes that they've made is what they've done with Taken King. And, like, you have to make those mistakes to make this game, which I think is... Right, but, like, the main complaint about Destiny when it originally launched was the fact that there was no story. Like, there was a story, but it was pointless and, like, half-assed and hardly really there. And, I mean, it's Bungie. Like, they made Halo, which is, you know, people love that story. So it's like, you know they're good storytellers. So when, like, the legal stuff happened and whatever the composer or whoever left, I don't remember anymore, left and they had to, like, completely change the story around, like, even if they delayed it for, like, six months, being like, hey, guys, like, the story took a real hit. We're sorry. We want to, like, make sure that we launch, you know, a game that's, you know, deservant of, you know, the bungee stamp of approval. And so that's why I think it would have been 
I mean, I, I well, think they, it would have been did. They did nice do that, to wait, but, you know, what but, it is now, it, it's what it is. But but the game was already delayed. This game was supposed to come out in 2013. And then when Marty left and when Joe Staten left, then the story took a dive. Like, whatever designer it was that decided that the story that they were building, what this game was supposed to be, wasn't going to be right, they tried to put tape over it and repackage it in a year from 2013 to 2014. It didn't work. Right. So... I think that at that point in 2013, they probably took the two years now to actually build a story to kind of repair it. This is like the real glue that was supposed to repair their story. Right, and right, And with right. whatever Let comes on next. whoever decided that Joe, Joe Staten's uh, work was not par, on par for that game, I hate you so much. Yeah, what, uh, yeah, I got to say that. I hope you're not working at Bungie because you're an idiot. at Activision not to let Marty O'Donnell be the lead on the music and put whatever his music wherever he wants because his music is amazing i hate you too you you do not deserve to live you do not deserve to be at activision or bungie your decisions are terrible yeah that was just it's so foolish was, i wonder i wonder if they they wanted they were pushing them to delay and then joe was like no i'm gonna keep going with my story i really think they put their foot down on Something about this game that they didn't agree with. There was something happening. And they took the fire for it. I really wish yeah. we could just ask them and be like, you know what? Like, their plan for what Destiny was supposed to be was that Joe was going to take it through a story where, like, there was going to be a big twist on, like, what your character meant and stuff. And I got to imagine that that story didn't mesh with what the designers were told to build with the game. So it didn't mesh. And so they chose the terrible design that they took an extra year to make over Joe's story. That's my assumption as a Destiny player and, like, know what I know about lore and stuff. So, they still kept the lore side of things, didn't they? So, like... Yeah, you had to get an app or go on the website. Yeah, I mean, they kept the lore. At least they kept a lot of the lore. I don't know how much of it they changed, but they couldn't have changed that much considering how just massive amounts of lore there was when the game launched. Yeah, there's there's so, definitely a lot of lore, but like as far as twists goes with like characters and all that, they kind of yeah, threw that that's out. what I'm saying though. Like the, the story part obviously didn't come together, but the lore had to do something with the story, and they're obviously building on that lore in the story now. So like, obviously they had ideas for where the story was going to go from the beginning. They just didn't implement those ideas. Yeah. And that, that just reminded me, too, one of the other cooler side quests I played was you go back into the Vault of Glass, and you get context on the grimoire cards that you got from playing Vault of Glass and, like, the story of those characters in there. You get that in this mission. So that was a cool way of them weaving the yeah, cards cool. that people didn't read into the mission. I wish there was more of that because that's yeah. the coolest stuff. Because, like, it's kind of like, you know, like Bioshock. You found little tapes, and you got context of story that they were recording as they were going into the Vault of Glass. That right, stuff's right. super cool. I will say, though, that uh, hearing all the good stuff for Taken King has me really excited for Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. In the next two to three years, whenever that game comes out. But I feel like they're, they're going to not only learn so much just from the experience of, you know, you know the kind of, you know, not-so-great launch of the original the much better launch of Taken King and now that Destiny 2, I feel, is going to be, like, their real, like, final... Um, well, not final, but, like, their 
coup de gras where they're like, yes, like this is what we've been waiting for. And like no legal stuff, no people ditching or leaving or stuff like that. Hopefully, I mean, you yeah, know, it's the, time it's will the, tell. It's the next evolution of this train wreck that's finally come right. through. They finally get through all this and like here's the vision of what we've wanted. Like this is what we've right. been trying to build. And we finally got there after your feed, like fans feedback and like other design feedbacks have taken it all into account. Right. Think, yeah, because a lot of a lot of what they've fixed so far that I've heard is like a lot of stuff that makes a lot of sense. You know, like I I fucking hated the fact that you had to have light for armor and that determined your level, and it was just this big like why? Like it's just a such a nuisance to have that kind of stuff. So the fact that now you can just level up to forty without having to worry about that, and light still plays a role and a you know a key role. But it's not so intricate and needed to level up, um, you know. Because my hunter had, I was able to buy from uh, Zer uh, the one chess piece that I like wanted. I was obsessed with it. It's the hunter with like the wolf head sticking out. Yep, and it's in year two, and it's freaking dope. Yeah, and that I was piece. like, I am never taking this off. And then like I would get better armor and better chess pieces, and I was like, no. Don't care. I'll stick to like thir- uh, whatever twenty eight, whatever level I was. I was like, I don't care. I'm sticking to that level because I'm not taking this armor off. Do even though the, the other like one has more light system for armor, or what do you say? That uh, do they have a transmog system for armor? Like that you can change your armor to another piece, or no, does that not exist? The, there's not. There's not a transmog system like where it's like um because they want these armor sets to be like um what's what's the word. They want them to be like individual of what they are. You can't, you can't trans, yeah, well, you, like you can't, you can't I mean, transmog a blue. That, people have certain attachments. To I armor. would, I would fucking if Destiny Two has like, you know, DC Universe did that, Diablo did that, where it's like you can still get the better armor and that's equipped on your guy, but I can still be like, no, but I want to look like this armor and I want my head to look like this armor. But I'm yeah. still wearing the better armor, and then it's like I'm still into like I'm just showing off like this is what I want my guy to look like. Because a lot of the times I'm not gonna lie, whether it's an MMO or any like Diablo, any yeah, you, you have your look has, you want to have. Right, right, yeah. and it's always annoying when you get the better helmet and you put it on. You're like, man, my guy looks like a douche now, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, do I go back to the old one just to look cool? Or do I keep that one because it has like way better stats? So like. Yeah. Destiny 2, I would love to have a transmog system. I mean, I understand, like, with certain items, they want to keep, like, a prestige to those items, and maybe those ones, like in World of Warcraft, there are certain, like, legendary items that you can't transmog to or out of. Right, right. But, I mean, I understand that for some items, but just on the general front of the game, it's, it's an RPG, and part of it is creating a character that you actually want to play and the character that looks really badass. So, yeah, I think I think their problem with why I see that transmogs has happened is they have to figure out where they draw the line at. Like, does it? Would you do all legendaries and blues, but everything that's raid gear and exotics you can't transmog into? Like, I think that's something where if they were thinking about transmog for next year, for whatever comes next, that's kind of the line where they'd have to draw. Like, they're kind of like kind of like duct tape over what transmog is, is that you can grind more powerful items into the items you have now to make those powerful and move them up so that you can bring that armor that you like with you. So that's kind of the solution now. But we'll see how people respond to it. Like, the thing about Taken King is it's been out for almost 48 hours. Like, 
I think as we see problems over the next two months, three months, they can take a lot of feedback and then take that into whatever comes next for it. Yeah, that's good though. Yep. I like that they're learning and actually taking feedback to heart. Yeah, I like. I mean, they sold so well that they don't need to listen to any of this. They did not need to listen to people that said, "Oh, you need more story." They didn't need to improve the leveling system. They had the player base there, and they had the player base that was buying the DLC content. So, I mean, that they listened at all is actually amazing to me. So, I mean, I give them credit for that at least. Fuck, I remember. Uh, I was pondering so hard on what I was trying to remember. Is it is the rule still the same that you can only have one exotic equipped? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. I feel like that needs to change. I, I get it. Like, I get why they do it. But at the same time, like, I hate picking, but I, well, I hated picking between, like, do I want to wear the exotic helmet or do I want to show off the exotic pants or the armor? It's like, God damn it, I want to wear it all. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, that that decision choice also goes into, like, strategies of raids. Like, right, right, in this, right. In this no, portion I, I of the raid, I'm going to switch to this like, exotic and I'm going to roll this weapon. But, like, yeah, cosmetically, yeah, it'd be freaking cool to wear four exotics at the same time and look right. badass, but... I like the strategy of it, though, because that's kind of what makes Destiny different than other games, is the gameplay and the strategy of it, which is the way it should be. Like, these systems and all that that they tried to invent, whatever designers there were, they were like, this is going to be my system, this is going to be the thing that I could take credit for and everyone works for, and then someone from WoW, someone from Diablo was like, no, this is how it needs to be for what your game is, or your game's going to die out, and then make your gameplay and make your design the reason that people come back to Destiny. And that's exactly right. what they did. Someone slapped them upside the face like, no, this is how it is, man. Don't try to change it. Try to change it. This is an RPG. This is an MMO. Take it as what it is. Yeah. Now, do, uh, have they, do they have matchmaking in raids? No. Fuck Bungie. You have to do that online or something. Twice, <laughs> <laughs> man. Come on. But, like, yeah, that's the that. thing. That's, that's, that's a thing, though, is, like, I hated when I would get into a group and there were three little kids in it. No, I or get there was that, the guy the we had time, to backpack. Like, I feel like there needs to be some sort of like a lobby, but like like in Counter Strike Go, if you go into a competitive lobby and you like leave or you're like you know fucking up, like you're penalized and like heavily penalized. Sometimes the game doesn't even let you play it anymore, like for a set amount of time. So it's like. I wish they had a thing where it's, like, matchmaking. And then there's this, like, big wall of text where it's like, listen, if you're doing this, like, you need to be committed to not only trying to beat this, but playing as a team. And, like, when you hit search, like, don't fuck up. Or, like, you are screwed. Like, you know, whether it's, I don't know what they can, like, I don't know. Well, you know, well, now uh, you got me thinking. They can implement it. I haven't thought about this. Where I'm at in light right now, my light level is at right. 248. So the only thing I can do right now is weekly heroics. I can't touch nightfall, and I'm not even close right. to touching raid. That's what everyone's working on. So to go into matchmaking, you have to have light above 280 to go into right. the raid. If they did that, that separates the margin. And then even more so... Uh. If, what if the normal one you had to match up, but the heroic one that could have matchmaking, you had to be light three hundred. Like, it's kind. It kind of you know changes it from the casual to the hardcore. But like, now, I don't want to separate that also because I like for everyone to be able to experience it. So you kind of draw to got to draw the line in that place too. Yeah. So now, will they? 
they already kind of had the solution over at World of Warcraft. It took them so long. It took them like 10 years to finally figure out. <laughs> but like what, what you're saying of having a, a low end to be able to use a system, they implemented that uh, in Cataclysm. So, I don't know, like six years ago. And it worked, but it became, it became so terrible as a matchmaking system. What, what they eventually figured out would work is if you had a lobby system where you, you have to have a certain minimum met, like you're saying, so you have to have a certain light level or whatever. But beyond that, instead of just being match made with whoever, you're actually going through like a, a screen and choosing who you're with and choosing like a, a group leader. Uh, you can see like the average item level of the people in that group. You can see what bosses they've down before. You can like link achievements or whatever. And from there, you can actually find a group or like a guild or something who knows what they're doing. And if you join it and they suck, you just leave. And obviously, you wouldn't get penalized just for leaving because they suck. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a balancing act with an MMO and something where you have tactics and really high level content that you're working with. And they eventually found out a solution that works, I don't know, like 80% of the time, where, you know, you you join based on your own preferences. You're not just put in with whoever. Because when you're just put in with whoever, people don't care. It's easy. It's fast. You just press a button and it happens. So you have no connection to those people and to the system itself. When, when you actually are going through these menus and, and specifying what you need from a group, it works out a lot better. So, I mean, they already have the solution at Activision. I just hope they implement it eventually. Now, I, can I, like, let's say I get Taken King, and I I don't like raids, mostly because of the fact that I do not want to fucking find a group of whatever, five people, whether it's, you know, through some sort of clan or you know, Facebook group or whatever. Like, I just, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Can I play and still have like crazy good armor and like all that stuff if I just do like story and competitive stuff, like like PvP? Yes, you can. Like, because before it was like, if you want this gun, it's a random drop in a raid. Have fun. Like, good luck. And it was like, I'm never fucking getting that because I don't like doing raids. We, I don't know now because the raid's not out yet. But as right, of right, right now, right. you could get to light level 280 and have badass gear and have badass weapons and be competitive. Because, I mean, like, I totally understand being like, hey, like, if you beat this raid, you can get this, like, super, like, awesome secret weapon or whatever. And it's like, it's only for, like, mm-hmm. you know, showing off, like, I fucking beat the raid, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like the original Destiny focused way too much on, like, hey, play the raid and try to get, like, like, there was that one... Um, what was that one really crazy overpowered auto rifle that looked like the alien gun from like Halo? The Vex Mythoclast? I think probably. The, the big orange gun it, that shot like, orange lasers people. and it was overpowered and it wrecked everyone in multiplayer that you could only get from right. the raid. Yeah. Right, that gun. And it was like you can only get it if you do Vault of Glass and it's like a you know, like one to seven thousand drop ratio or whatever. And I was like you know, like, oh, I want that gun. I don't want to play Raid. Like, I'm a PvP guy. Like, I love competitive shooters. And, like, that, yeah, that so if like, they fix that in Taken King, I'm more inclined to be like, I'll give you another shot. But if that's the same, it's like, 
fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and like that's the thing right now is like as far as that yeah, goes, we, I don't yeah, know we what's won't in know the raid. Until yeah, so we won't know if there's a secret exotic. We won't know if there's secret legendaries, and we're gonna find out. Like as far Do they as, have loot tables, or is it just random? Like, it used to just be randomized. Do you know if they have loot tables now? Yeah, so they have loot tables, and then the way that they've explained it is it takes it checks off what you've already gotten and moves that down the loot table. We'll see how right. that works, but, like, it should be, you know, I shouldn't be getting four gloves every time I do a raid, you know? I should get gloves, and it should move down the loot table. You have a chance to get it oh, again, but it's collected. a way lower rate. So that's what they've explained, and, like, I've noticed it a lot in strikes, where, like, I'm getting a diverse amount of armor. I'm not getting oh, gloves nice. every time. So as I'm matchmaking through the strike, and the way that one works, too, is if you don't leave and you keep going with your friends and you keep... Because, like, the quest is, like, to do five. So I did five in a row. I got eight blues and two legendaries, and they were all really cool sets of armor. So, like, as you keep going through the strike, it, it um, stacks. So they called it, like, a fire streak, like NBA Jam. You start to get on fire as you're going through the strikes, and your rewards start to stack. That's a pretty cool system, actually. Yep. So those are the two things, and then like the raid's gonna be the test. The raid's really the test for like, what is what is this next week? What's right now? Everyone's really high on it. Everyone loves it. Everyone's really All great. Right, but right. like, after two weeks, we'll see how the raid changes things. What what's the metric of the game? And here's the one other thing that I would have been super happy, and not feel like a ripped off consumer for buying Destiny Day One. If they were like, hey, if you have Destiny and the two expansions, like you bought it, whatever, within the first week, you know, whatever, some of those, one of those like special things where it's like, hey, if you bought it in the first three months, like blah, 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 they were like, you can get Taken King for like half. Instead yeah, you of, get like, it for 20 price. bucks instead of 40. Right. Instead of being of like, like I got rid of Destiny because I got bored. So it's like, okay, now I got to buy Destiny. I have the two expansions. So buying Taken King, like the legendary edition, like I'm not giving that much money. So it's yeah. like, so it's like you find, you, know, you have to find a disc on Amazon, but you still got to get right, Taken I'm, King. Like, anyway, I want to find so a like, slightly like, you know, cheap, like 15, 20 bucks. I'll be like, fine, whatever. Like I don't mind dropping that kind of money. But you still got to drop like, the 40 on Taken King. Then I got to drop 40 bucks on the fucking Taken King. And it's like, uh, like, I, yeah. I really feel like they screwed over, like, day one people. But well, like, whatever. Like. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it depends on the person. Like, I, I have thought about it, like, how, like, back when I was really hardcore into Call of Duty and buying that. Right, right. Like, right now, I've spent a total of $130. I'm not buying right. a $20 cosmetic thing. Fuck you for that, okay? Right. Get this cosmetic microtransaction stuff out of my game. Get it out right, of here. Because, right, right. like, I see people walking around with it. I'm just like... Wow, bro! You spent twenty dollars on something that doesn't matter. Like you spent right. it, you spent it on like a sprinkler dance is like what they spent money on. Like that stuff makes me sick. But like I spent one hundred thirty dollars total, and then like when I was really hyped up on Call of Duty and buying special editions, when I bought Modern Warfare Two, the two DLCs for that, I spent a hundred dollars on that game. And then when Black Ops came out, I bought the special edition of that with the map right. packs. That was eighty dollars. So. I spent $180 in two years on two Call of Duty games. Like, as far as my metric goes for, like, being a fanboy, like, I think I'm right about where I was with COD, so that's how I, that's how I justify it to myself. I'm like, I'm like, I'm still on the bottom compared to COD back in the day. Like, I was brainwashed into that game, so. Kendrick, I have to ask, do you have night vision goggles in your house? I wish. 
I do, wasn't I wasn't that I wasn't I wasn't that rich in high school, so I couldn't I couldn't buy I couldn't buy a remote control RCXD or night vision goggles or a drone or a bomb or whatever else they gave kids back in the day. Oh, I I wanted those. Don't oh you don't even know. I was like I was like maybe if I combine my birthday present and Christmas present, I could get this awesome remote control RC car. And I was like, no, I could go to the ninety nine cent store and get one that comes in a pod, and it'd be way better than that one. But yeah, when oh, I was and you're not gonna get the mini fridge. Oh man, but I could get a Han Solo mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, it could be the exclusive Walmart Star Wars or whatever. Fuck, oh my god, oh, yeah. I don't. Why is everyone giving? Oh, fuck, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. You can buy Dances in Destiny for twenty bucks. Like I don't know. I don't it's know what money. It's the year of the fucking fridge. You're the fridge. <laughs> like, like four years ago or something, it was all like deck of cards, like themed off the game. And then one year it was like, like belt buckles. Like everything came with a belt buckle. And then that year uh, it was like a pendant where you like you put it on. Like right, that, that's right. one thing I do it's have. Like, I have a Black Ops like, One like Medal of Honor like to put on my chest <laughs> that I'm never gonna use. <laughs> like I just just stick with statues. Like statues are just simple, easy. They make sense, and it's like. Yeah. There you go. You display. You're like, hey, there's a cool Star Wars. And they put a cool those. statue. Like, you know, that Halo statue was fucking incredible. Like the like the like four Spartans or whatever. The Titanfall uh, statue was sick too. That Titanfall one. Was that one was way too expensive, but yeah, yes. that one was awesome. I hated uh, that yeah. price, and I hated the fact that people were like, "Oh, it's only like two fifty. All right." <laughs> yep. All right, so, so Todd, are you alive? Yeah, that's. Yeah, a, I just. I wish I cared about that. <laughs> uh, you know, I hearing you guys talk about it, I was kind of excited for it when all, with all this expansion stuff came out. I was thinking about getting the game, and now completely turned off. Have no desire to play. You went. You I went through just, the hype cycle, and you survived, Todd. Congratulations, you're baptized <laughs> on the other side. Bless I you. Hail Fallout. I wish I cared. I just don't. <laughs> and it seems like Bungie completely fucked up by partnering up with. Well, the devil and video game companies with Activision. Yep. They would have been. They seemed like they would have been better off partnering with EA for this game as opposed to. Well, I mean, Activision seems to have fucked this up so bad by we have to get this game out. If they just would have, if they just would have taken the Blizzard approach with these guys and said, "Make your game. We don't care. Take your time. It's going to be a ten-year thing. It would have been amazing." But they they rushed it out and they did the Activision thing and it turned into. What it turned into that basically a year long beta test for this thing, and then now the game's somewhat decent enough for everyone else to enjoy. And Kendrick's been playing around for a year, going, "What the fuck did I just do?" So I mean, I got four Vex Mythoclasses, six Galahorns, baby. That's what I just did. How many of you have done that? Oh wait, wait. I need to ask. Do you do you have a hunter? Yep. The, the bow and arrow thing is it. Like sweet. It's so good. I just played uh, it today. See, yeah. that's, that's the that's like that plays on my heart. Any game that has a bow and arrow like that, I'm just like. And so uh, here's a, here's the, the, the thing. Uh, free, right? Crisis free. Crisis free. Oh, I see what I did there. So oh, you, yeah. you shoot it. You shoot it but down. Like, uh, uh, what's it called? When Black Ops Three, when the beta rolled around, and like you got to pick one of your specialists, like at level one. The moment I saw, like, Outrider, it was like, you know, bow and arrow. I was like, fuck. And that thing is so fun to use in Black Ops. So anytime I get a chance to have a bow and arrow in a game, sold. Last of Us, 
Don't even get me started on the bow and arrow in multiplayer. I fucking wrecked people. Dude, that is the only weapon I love using in Tomb Raider. Like, it's right? so good. Tomb Raider free uh, on Xbox One this week. about a bow and arrow that's so satisfying. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Lazar, come November 10th, everyone else will be playing Fallout 4, you'll be playing Tomb Raider. Yeah, only if I get that copy because I'm hey, not. Hey, hey, <laughs> put a put a bow and arrow in Fallout so I can kill some mole rats and some roaches and that. Okay, bow and arrow. if Fallout Sold. doesn't have a bow and arrow, I will personally go to Todd Howard and be like, "Dog, DLC." Like, I want to take a machine gun. I want to decraft it, and I want to build a bow and arrow out of that. Okay, do what you got to do. I'll take pre-war books. I'll take some cash off a table, and I'll put it in there, and make an arrow out of it. Like, let's get it done. I, who knows? I could shoot bottle caps. Oh, shoot Nuka-Cola quantum bombs Man, off my arrow? I just, like, I just got a perfect idea for an article we could do. Fucking favorite weapons to use in games. Hey, perfect dark X-ray sniper. Age of bows and snipers, apparently. <laughs> Age of... <laughs> Come on, who doesn't want to do a 360 bow shot? <laughs> 360 no-scope bow shot up into the air, shot you in the ground. Bam. Right? Like, oh. Yeah, that's crazy. Wait, so how does it work? I, I have not looked at it in Destiny. So I assume you go into third person, like, every single ability. Yeah, so... Or is, it like, or is it first person? It's third person. So you get your bow, and then what okay. I like to do is I jump up in the air because I'm a badass. I shoot my right. bow oh, down no, at the it's, ground. That's how you do it. And it hits, it hits a target, and then it shoots out strings for every enemy that's in the area, and it tethers them. So they're stuck oh, there. Oh, okay. well, wow, okay. So what I was doing at first, because I didn't have it upgraded, I pulled out my Galahorn and I shot them all. My Wolfpack round seeked them all out because they were tethered, killed them all. What it does when you upgrade it, where I'm at right now, is it tethers them all, turns into a vortex bomb in the middle, sucks them up into the vortex, and blows them all up. Goddamn. And so what it's going to do later is you're going to be able to shoot it three times. So you shoot a vortex... You shoot the kill to close the vortex, and then you shoot right. another vortex. Damn. Like, the, the like cherry on top of this class that I think is so sick, you get your grenade. That's super cool. But your melee, not a throwing knife, they outdid that, is a smoke bomb. So you, okay. can, you can smoke bomb the enemies right now. But what people are doing on YouTube right now, they throw the smoke bomb at their feet, they turn invisible, and they go over, get behind everyone while they're invisible, rocket launcher. I can't <laughs> wait for that. It's it's equal parts. It's it's a ninja class. Like I'm just gonna say it. It's a, shoot your bow and arrow, turn invisible, come up behind all the enemies, fire your rocket launcher. Like it's fun, man. And so, the, so, you, so you can kill with the bow and arrow, right? Like it's yes. not just uh... yes, it's lethal. It's not support. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. okay. So it, it, it took Bungie to make a good crisis game. Is that basically what you're telling everyone there, Kendrick? Turn invisible, shoot him, the rocket launcher, all is right, right? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's it. And you can run it on your PC, so <laughs> Bungie did it right. <laughs> can you run a Crisis? Also, um, while we're talking about bows and arrows, uh, it's the year of the bow and arrow again. Crisis 3 is free on Xbox 360 right now, and Tomb Raider is free on Xbox One, so throw that tangent bow out there. Bow, bow and arrows are in the gaming sphere. And. In another couple months, you'll be able to play that on backwards compatibility. Yup. Oh, happening. crap, that is coming soon, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Oh, check your Xbox mail. Yep. yep. Good check, luck, check your Xbox mail, you might have the new dashboard in there. Everyone Let's see. Keep an eye out. We'll, we'll see if anyone... I'm curious if anyone slips through. As, as Windows 10 does, it would alert me if I got a message, because... The future. Yeah, same. But I uh, am not, not in the preview not program. So. Rest in peace. No, I got no message. 
All right, so, Todd, since you've been silent, you've camped out, you've sat out like a good trooper, um, please take us through our first news story that you discovered, that uh, GameStop is doing some shady stuff and no one cares. GameStop is fucking nuts. They have they have made deals. They they will no longer sell bundles with digital only copies of any game. So they will only sell them with uh, physical discs of games. So they're just they've made deals with Ubisoft and EA and all kinds of other people to not sell their bundles with a digital with a digital copy of a game because they are learning that the digital games are making GameStop irrelevant and people are not they're, they're losing money on people buying digitally obviously because they don't have they can't resell that game and pay you can pay $60 for it to turn it into them a couple of weeks later get 15 cents for it and they can turn around and sell it for 50 so it's just you know they're, they're they're struggling to stay relevant in my opinion I don't know what you guys think the last thing I bought at GameStop was an Xbox currency card. So, I mean, GameStop is pretty much irrelevant for me personally. And there's a local place. We have a local mom and pop shop that we that I use when I trade in games, but I very rarely do that even because I usually I I play my games over and over again. So it's I don't really really trade them in, and I'll usually if there's something I. I'm kind of iffy about. I'll wait till it drops to twenty bucks on Amazon and buy it then, as opposed to getting a day one. If there's a game I know I'm gonna love, regardless, I'll buy it. But it, I, I'd much rather give my money, give my money to the publisher and the dev as opposed to GameStop. Yep. You know, so because GameStop has been, they've been weird for a little while, and for a while there they were the only thing in town. But I just I haven't shopped at the GameStop in years. So, how about Dendrick Lazar? Any Dude, thoughts on this? They're they're crazy. They're crazy. They're out of their board. Uh, I like. I totally get why they're doing it, and it makes sense in like their perspective. But as like consumer, like like being, you know, at one side as GameStop, you got to look at like the business. Like, how are we gonna make money to stay alive? And then the other side, you got to look at it, it's like, okay, how do we please the customers who are going to give us business to keep us alive? And so, you know, um, digital to them is like, you know, the heart in the vampire. It's like... I mean, what do they... I think these bundles are like gateway drugs or something, and they're going to like... Everybody's going to go digital just because they got a taste of it? Right. Or is well, it just because you can't trade it in? But I think it's just... But here's the thing... Through, yeah. You can't trade it in, and that's like, sure, that's a bit of a big thing for them. Yeah. But they don't even make that much money on the physical, okay. like on hardware, right? Whether it's a new game or a new system, they make next to nothing. So even if that game did have, or the bundle had a physical version in it, if that person doesn't trade it, they're still at a loss. Yeah. And if that person does trade it, they don't, I mean, yeah, they get a bit of extra money, but not that much that it's gonna really like impact them like that they're gonna have to like close down or some shit oh no they, they, it seems like GameStop is already trying to future proof themselves by they have into... trust me oh, okay of course uh, the best way to you guys have Hot Topic right yeah yeah okay okay GameStop is essentially Hot Topic that sells video games 
So, oh, yeah, yeah. So if and you if Hot Topic decides to be like, we're gonna start selling like just the newest games, like they are literally the exact same thing. Besides oh, the fact that GameStop can like you know do trades and stuff, but like the the more you walk into GameStops now or EB Games like for Canada, um, you'll notice that more and more of shelf space is for board games, yeah. pop figures, uh, T-shirts. You know, like uh, action figures. Like it's less and less about the game, and more and more about like extra crap. Well, that's because that's how they're trying to make profit. There's a ton of tablets on like the left side of like my local. Game yeah, stuff. And, you know, they're trying to go into the mobile stuff, and like they're literally just trying to do everything they can to make sure they can get some sort of revenue in. Because times have changed, man. Like people aren't just. I mean, people are still majority going to a store picking up a game and going home and like they're still getting that business but they want people to come back and trade the games but what they don't realize is that their fucking trade values are garbage and that's why people don't want to do it Mm -hmm. you know like i used to do it when i was a broke high school kid like i would buy a game play it beat it trade it in get the other game for like half off or whatever you know get 30 bucks off Play it, you know, keep it, maybe get some more money, blah, blah, blah. Now that I have a job and an income and stuff, I don't have a reason to trade my games. Even if I'm never going to play, the, I don't know, Diablo ever again, I have no reason to trade it because I'll probably get 12 bucks. Yeah. Might as well keep it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just not worth It's not worth the trade. And it. the other thing that's horrible and that I hate is... Let's say you buy, which is, okay, take it. No, let's not use Taken King because that's mostly DLC. Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, or sure. Mad, Mad you Max. Bought, you bought Metal Gear Solid 5. You open it, you go home, you play it, and you're like, man, this is not the game for me. You go back and you're like, can I like return this? A, nope, you opened it, sorry. B, do you want to trade it in? And you're like, okay, I mean, if that's my only option, you bought it for 60 and they're like, here's 30 it's like, but I bought this, like, yesterday. Or it's even worse in Canada, because our games are seventy nine ninety nine, like, retail. And GameStop still gives us, like, $30. So now for, like, at least for Canadians, it's way worse to trade. Like, it is useless. It is not something they should be doing. <laughs> Yeah. Or where they even lower yeah, that profit they're... margin, where they're like twenty eight fifty, and then the week after that twenty six fifty. Like right, right. Like it's just like they could totally get back people if they just restructure the way they do trades, like incentivize yeah. people to trade, like give them a reason to trade instead of like please keep us alive, like please yeah. you know do whatever you can so we don't go away. It's like well give me a reason to go to you. Yeah, they've even gotten into the, uh, the the retro stuff, which is. I mean, it's only online, but it's it's tacky in my in my. I mean, they're. they're it's also just weird. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't, when I think retro, I don't think going to GameStop to buy that stuff. So it's weird. But you know, it's I mean, to resell. If you're gonna resell a game, you're better off taking it to eBay or. I don't know if right. you're Craigslist, you know, or Craigslist stuff, you know, and get and get probably get forty or fifty dollars, forty minutes a week old or something like that. But you know, it's just it's they're they 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 realize that their their business model is going away and they don't know they 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 just don't know what to do yet and they're trying to figure it out. 
and this is a way for them to hold on to the past, I think. And I keep, but I, I'm even more shocked that the the publishers and stuff are going for it. I mean, with how, with the with the with the relationship that the publisher and GameStop have had together, it makes no sense that the publisher would would say, "Okay, I'll go for it and just send you a physical copy." When I want people to buy digitally, compared to um, buying a physical copy, because they, they, the dev developer and publisher know that you're not going to be able to sell, pre-sell that digital copy, and odds are you'll buy the DLC because you have you have it sitting there anyway, so you might as well get some more life out of it. So I don't know; it just seems odd to me. And with having to download it, well, every game you get, it doesn't make a difference. The only difference would be like sales and such. But I mean, if you already have to reserve 60 gigabytes of your hard drive of your 500 gigs on a game. You might as well just have it digitally. Yeah. I bet they're really regretting uh, adopting GameStop instead of Electronics Boutique because eventually games and, and their trading system is just going to go bunk and they're going to have to fall back on something else. They better figure out something. Because, I mean, I, it's not like... it's not like They don't stuff. even have very much competition. Like, even Best Buy doesn't have that great of trading value. So, like, if, if they just did, like, an extra 20% on their games, they'd get so many more people coming back. Well, didn't they recently restructure their trading stuff? I haven't been, like I said, I haven't been there in a while. I thought I saw something a couple months back. They re, they re, they retooled their, the way the, the, the they, values. They yeah. said that, like, values are going to be better, and they're also offering cash. Um, but from what I've seen, I mean, that stuff's not implemented in Canada, so, like, I can't speak personally, but from what I've seen from the States, doesn't really seem that different. See, my thing is, like, if, you know, for me, it's Amazon. It's just like, I don't even have to put on pants. <laughs> exactly. You know, I just, I just wait I want, until the doorbell rings or I hear the mailman, and I'm like, all right. Like, I don't even yeah. have to fucking move. I can just order it from my phone in bed and done. It's just, I don't Like, if it. I ever get, like, a house, I'm going to have a special, like, shoot that says, like, for Amazon. <laughs> and it's going to be, like, directly linked to my, like, game room. And whenever they put in a package, it's just a slide. And it just, like, gets instantly, like, bam, right in the room. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. And then, like, I'm just like, yeah, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's that story. That's that story. Um, Lazar, why don't you take us through that Tokyo game show that snuck under everyone's radars. We didn't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly totally forgot about that and people were like posting like ah oh, the you know, conference is starting at like 3 a.m. and I was like wow well, I have a job <laughs> like I was like nope I'm, sorry I'm and like then, waiting uh, for destiny and someone's like Danganronpa 3 and I'm like excuse me where did that come from <laughs> Boston 115 yay um but yeah the main thing at least like for me personally, was that Bloodborne is finally getting the story DLC that was being teased for, I don't know how many months now, Shuhei Yoshida, you know, president of uh, Worldwide Studios, he I think He played it title. or something, like, months ago? Yeah, like, months ago. No, this, months like, ago, he played it. Well, that's because he's Shuhei Yoshida, yeah, 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 yeah. god but, of Sony. But, like, we finally uh, heard about it. Yeah, because he was... Everyone thought at E3 they were going to announce it because, like, before E3, Shuhei was like, oh, get ready for Destiny and everyone, uh, Bloodborne. And everyone's like, oh, shit, like, Bloodborne. 
Um, so now they finally announced it. It's called the Hunter's something. Just shows you how excited I am. Uh, <laughs> the Hunter's Malice Bloodborne DLC. They really should have just called it like the Hunter's Blood and st- stuck with the whole blood thing like throughout. And then we'll put an E on the end of it. <laughs> blood. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's coming November, end of November. The old hunters. The old hunters. <laughs> um, and it's only it's only it's gonna be twenty bucks, so that's good. That's a nice price for a expansion pack. Destiny. Um, <laughs> we had two of those. <laughs> and you know, it's gonna do the whole you know more story stuff or you know story areas. Um, the the cool thing is is that it seems like they're, um, what's it called? The whole story thing is they're actually sticking to the story, which is one of my biggest fucking pet peeves about the Soul games. It's like, I love them, but the story is just kind of riddled, uh, like, across the game, and it's, like, your choice if you want to, like, try to uncover it. And it's like, I really just want him to tell a story, like a traditional story, and then have extra stuff that you can find. Yeah. Uh, and so, talking about Year of the Bow, Bloodborne has bow and arrow. <laughs> Not sure how that's going to work, especially in a Souls game, because using a bow and arrow is just so slow. And this game's fast, too, so it's like, I, like, I have no idea. Uh, there's a flaming buzzsaw, a uh, bunch of curved blade, and modified bosses and stuff like that. So I, I'm down to go into more Bloodborne. Um, the release date's pretty good. You know, it's right after Star Wars. It's not on the same day of any big release. So, you know, people who might want to take a break from Fallout, Need for Speed, Call of Duty, or Star Wars can kind of you know, fall back, play a bit of more Bloodborne, get frustrated, go back to Star Wars. Um, Is it before was, PlayStation Experience? Pardon? Is it before when PlayStation Experience is later in the Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. Okay. That's in December, like mid-December. So people will be playing that way before. Um, besides Bloodborne, another not really big news, but kind of, I guess. Dark Souls 3 has a release date in Japan. Will it hit at the same time? Probably. Like, I would assume so. Not directly, but like around the time, which is March 24th. And uh, Souls game seems to pretty much launch that time, like March, April. Um, That's cool. I'm reserving judgment because I fucking hated Dark Souls 2. I thought it was like it was. I call it hard for heart's sake. When the Souls games were challenging, um, for good sake, or whatever the word I'm looking for is, because Dark Souls Two just seemed to just throw so many enemies at you that it was hard because there was just so much going on. And you had to pay attention to so many different aspects. Where Demon Souls. Dark Souls 1, and even Bloodborne, put the enemy's placement is very strategic, and if you know how to play with, like, the mechanics of the Souls games, 
you could easily run in and just get bombarded by like seven dudes or you can kind of like baby step forward and like one by one pick them off and that way it's a lot easier for you and in Dark Souls 2 they were just like everyone go they're like oh a boss how about some enemies with the boss and you're like for, like, for fuck's sakes uh, there was one boss fuck what is he called god damn it he's like a crystal meter knight and he has a shield and after you get him to half health and you're like fuck like that was tough he puts down a shield and then a, like a dude breaks out of it and you're like well great now I gotta fight this guy while making sure the boss isn't killing me but the guy you're fighting has a shield as well so you can't just attack him and break the armor and then the boss is doing moves that like um get you from like across the screen and there's just so much crap going on so Dark Souls 3 working with the guy that made Bloodborne and Demon Souls so and Demon Dark Souls 1 so like fingers crossed I'm just gonna wait and then other than that more colors for PlayStation controllers well Ooh. it sounds to me like you're just a filthy casual and you can't handle the difficulty of uh, Dark Souls 2 buddy listen here buddy <laughs> I am a Souls veteran <laughs> I have been playing these games since Demon Souls I am a goddamn god. <laughs> oh man, also for me, uh, like recently announced, uh, I don't know if anybody's even interested in it. I'm not personally, but um, Minecraft story mode. What do y'all think about that? Oh uh, awesome. yeah. So, like I was saying, colors for controllers. Why is Minecraft? Oh, whatever. It's going to be awesome. I, I, it's going to be so cool. It's going to be Minecraft The Goonies. Is it, though? Is it? Absolutely. I have the utmost faith in Telltale. <laughs> they, they haven't, they haven't okay. wronged me yet. I can't tell of sarcasm. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. They're, everything they touch is gold after that first Walking Dead season. Every single game they've made. They can do no wrong. Well, they can uh, do wrong. We sure. Mean, they just, don't. Like, the subject matter is just... Like yeah. Minecraft? Do you like Minecraft? No, I don't like Minecraft, but it doesn't like... <laughs> like, I, when I think Minecraft, the first thing isn't, oh, it's, it's good story. Yeah, it's digital Legos is what I think. Right, of and then I think of a Telltale game, which is like, a story. essentially the modern day point-and-click adventure. And so it's like Minecraft. Well, like, like, am I going to be playing it like Minecraft? Well, like, then am again, I going to just see my fist? I mean, is it third person? Am I just seeing a character? Like you, you create a character. And but is it, it third person? Like, am I looking third at, person? Like, it's an adventure game, and then it has elements of you know crafting, building stuff to solve puzzles. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I what I think this them, is like, I can is totally see why they're doing it. A lot of people talk about how they want Telltale to make an original IP. This is the closest thing to it from what they've been making. This isn't really based on anything. It's it's an original adventure game about going into a mine shaft and finding treasure with a Minecraft skin. Yeah. I think it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's going to be a really cool adventure game about characters and building and all that, but it's going to look like Minecraft 8-bit. Yeah, I hope it's good. I mean, I didn't expect Borderlands to be great. And I, I was uh, thankfully proven wrong. I really enjoyed that uh, Telltale game, so 
I'm hoping for the best, but right now, like his early impressions, it doesn't look that intriguing to me. I just, I just want my Wolf Among Us season two. Yeah, sure. That's Mark, right. it's never gonna happen, and they're never gonna like, answer on, for those man. questions. Those cliffhanger. That'd be awesome. But if Tales, yeah. I was gonna yeah. make some kind of point about Telltale just now. I completely lost it. Oh yeah, this confirms that Game of Thrones and Tales from the Borderlands is going to end before this, right? That's what it. That's what it confirms. Hopefully that those oh, those last episodes okay. come out in the next month, right? Telltale, you gonna finish your game before you launch a new one? I hope. Maybe early March. What do you mean early March? For that's the... when I assume that the uh, final episodes of those two series. I'm not expecting that it was before Minecraft Story Mode. I mean, that's a month away. There's no way. They're going to just cram all of those out, especially at a time like October when you have Fallout and all these huge games hitting. So, Man, you never know. We could find out We could find out on September, what's the date? September 30th, Game of Thrones could come out. And then on October 14th, Tales from the Borderlands could come out. And then the next week after that, Minecraft. It could happen. That's just oversaturation. You're just playing the same thing over and over with a different scene. <laughs> but it's not because it's completely different. <laughs> There's two different conclusions I, mean, I want. It's not the story is it. Of course it's different, but mechanically it's the same. Okay, here's, here's my question about Tales from the Borderlands. I'm going to hide the spoiler in a very nonchalant question. Are oh, you the, spoil the hell out of this. Are you, are you a CEO or are you fighting the CEO going into the last episode? I haven't even finished that episode, man. Well, I'm halfway through. Okay. That is that's that completely fell short. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about that Tales from the Borderlands. Oh, uh, never mind. Never played it. The final season. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, never mind. I thought it was a game I played. Uh, Carry on. <laughs> anybody play yeah, Life is Strange? I've heard that's good. Yeah, I just, okay. Yeah, Todd doesn't uh, like adventure <laughs> games. I, I, this is, I this is the episode of the podcast where we talked about stuff that Todd was like, all right, well. Whatever. Next right. episode is Todd's episode. Sounds like a plan. I can just go now if you want me to, fellas. <laughs> Take off. Well, Todd, you can lead the conclusion here. What what kind of video stuff may we be seeing on GamingSauce.com coming up? What do you say? Uh, well, I'm going to wrap up my most, I'm going to do my most anticipated the rest of this year, uh, which is, you know, hint, hint, fallout for. Um, and then uh, probably look at most anticipated for 2016. Uh, and just when news is interesting, I'll put something up. When it's not, I won't. Uh, a couple of those opinions I'm working on still, and, you know, we'll see what we can see. How about on the writing side, boys? Cool. How about you, Lazar? Oh, let's see. I have... I'm writing a thing about Disney Infinity and just kind of my thoughts as a dude randomly going into it after years of knowing about it and, like, completely falling in love with it. Um, I have my most anticipated game coming up as that's a series that um, I decided to start, you know, since it's essentially Gamer Christmas, so all, all the big games are coming out. Um... So that's that. So that's two. And I think there was something else that I now can't remember. All right. The Jeopardy music is playing. 
Anticipation for 2016? No, that's that's like in December. That'll be way later. I guess, I guess, I, I guess, I guess. I, I, I guess, I guess. I guess it's gonna, gonna, gonna start on that uh, weapon, our favorite weapons thing too. Those are the three things are pretty cool. Because I'm a cool guy from Canada. Yeah. I like how you decided to write about something that we just discussed. This right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, pretty, I get to that point uh, too after a podcast, clever. then I network it, and I'm like, ah, we'll come back to this. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. This sounds well, sorry, good. Now. Did, you have that, did you have that giveaway you wanted to announce here, or are we doing that somewhere else? I'm uh, still not 100% sure how I'm going to do that, but there is a pretty big giveaway happening, and I guess people who are listening or do listen are going to have uh, kind of a heads up, seven up experience. It's related to a video game on PS4 that came out two months ago and is related to Santa Monica and has a very angry person in it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm still trying to figure this out, but uh, keep keep tuning that Facebook page. TV at gmail.com Yes, email, email good questions wink wink because that's probably wink wink gonna be the wink wink <laughs> when it's done what are, what are <laughs> well, you we'll uh, figure it out either way you'll know with the facebook but if you're listening we're gonna give away a copy of god of war 3 on ps4 yay what do you got going on jaeger what uh what do you got going up for the site Oh man, I'm still working on that crazy long article about uh, Activision and Blizzard and how I feel about them, and I think I'm about to wrap up because honestly, it's just it's just a a hole, it's an abyss in my heart, and I, I think I just need to finish that. Uh, what about gonna... what about that Forza? <laughs> oh man, uh, Forza is great. I would love to uh, do something on Forza, but uh, can review it. Oh, am I? Am I? Is that what's, what's happening? There, there you go, right now. All right. Hey, he's reviewing no one, Forza. Hey, no one else is yeah. going to buy it. I'm going to run to the store, and I'm going to review it right now. Right here, guys. You heard it here first. Take your time, man. Take your time. Oh, man. Also, by the way, uh, Microsoft should, just before you continue, because okay. I'm, I'm crazy, Microsoft <laughs> should automatically get a negative one for putting the disc on the left fucking side. No. Whoever decided to do that is, oh my god, that person, I hate well, him, or her. I love that design. No, it's that's awesome. stupid. The only thing when you open it, when you open it, the disc is on the right, why, it's not, it's not the left. You, 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 you open it, no. disc. I, I think you're being racist. I, I'm pretty sure that's a... <laughs> so. am, I, am I a Sony pony? Yeah, yes. yeah, what's wrong yes, with you? Yes, you are. Just Sony pony. Back away slow. Hey, listen, I have, I I have a Titanfall controller <laughs> for an Xbox that's collecting dust. Hey, <laughs> it's a good dust collector. <laughs> it actually is. So. Yeah, yeah there's some of a bitch going grabs grabs dust like a that's shiny side man. Jokes oh, on yeah. you, suckers. <laughs> that's Yeager? tough. Yeager, was that it? 
Just the... Oh, uh, I've also got the uh, most anticipated, obviously, since we're all doing that. And I suppose next week I'll also be having the uh, best weapon since we decided to collectively do that as well. <laughs> well, do we just turn that into best character as opposed to just a weapon? No, go fuck yourself. Hey, okay? that's, that's next week's... goddamn weapon. That's next week's series. the top series. one is a bow and arrow. That's next yeah, week's so series is best character in a video game. Shout out to GLaDOS. Uh, John Marston. Oh, oh wow. Then we're gonna have to uh, You don't say Master Chief, I'm swear to God. Shout out to Rockstar's Max Payne. Okay, <laughs> let's be real. The Forza the, the Mustang GT from the Forza Six cover. Oh no no no. The, uh, the Ford GT. Get your cars right there, Junior. It's hey, the, uh, hey protagonist I, I like from the Forza Horizon. He's my favorite. I like BB eight. You know what? The narrator from Crackdown. There you go. The narrator from Bastion. Hey. There you go. There you go. Best narrators in a video game. Man, we're on a roll. We're on a roll. Endless content is happening. I'll, I'll get all see you guys when I when I cut the podcast. I'm just going to take notes. I'm going to be like, we got this coming out. We got this coming out. All right. So I will also have a review of Destiny the Taken King eventually, once the raids come out, and once I have played all the classes. And then um, I really want to see how this game looks a week from now. That's really going to tell me the longevity. I don't know if you're right telling you that the game's awesome and amazing, unless I know that a week from now it's going to be good. So, anticipated games of 2015. That'll be coming out too. Um, I like the idea of anticipated game of 2016. I like saying that. I like putting that piece out now, and then seeing how I feel like towards the beginning of the year. So I think put one out now, and then update in December. Yeah. Like that idea. Yeah. That's it. That's a podcast. Talked a little bit too much about Destiny, but, you know, it happens. Todd, This was Lazar. Destiny episode number two. <laughs> episode three, actually. We've been talking about it for the last two weeks. Oh, somewhere, yeah. somewhere someone's really tired. They're like, when are they going to cover the Vita? Like, sorry. <laughs> Not here. I apologize. Not really. How is Sony going to cover the Vita? <laughs> Oh, yeah. They were like, yo, Gravity Days 2, PS4. Sorry. Hey, it's happening. Cross by, cross play. Okay. Good night, everybody. All right, cool. Thank you for joining me. This is the Gaming Sauce Cast Episode 5. We'll see you next week. Go Pats. Later. Boo. Bolt up. I'd like to thank Mercury Jacket for dropping his track Pitter Patter today for our intro. I'm leaving it right here at the end of the podcast for you to enjoy. Remember, you can find Mercury Jacket on Facebook and on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, everyone.